Oh boy, here we go. It is the Big Four Nine. I am the Stretch Ari, and it is a Friday. Fridays are spectacular here because tomorrow is Moto. It is what the Big 49 does best, the Moto Show. Praise Jesus is at noon. Finally brought the damn racing back to the West Coast, and the pre-show for us starts at noon. Gate drops at 1. It's all on the Peacock if you want to watch it. If you're out riding yourself in this balls-ass heat, you can listen to the 49. They'll fill you in on everything that goes on. And if you're at home in the AC, you can listen to the 49. And you can hear Moto Man, and you can hear Jason from Honda Yamaha Redlands, and sometimes Bookie Kyle. And it will be on and popping. And that is the Saturday Moto Show coverage. And don't forget today, Moto Man going to bring it to you. Going to drop it like it's hot because it's hot as balls. He's going to be in that studio leaving uh, sweaty testicle prints in the air chair is what he's going to be doing. Last Chance Radio at 3 o'clock today. Got to love that show. And I have to tell you something. Moto Man is getting ready for the demise of Stretch. I think Moto Man is chomping at the bit and applauding the demise of Stretch. But he is now getting ready for life without Stretch here at the Big 49 in the near future. And he has hired, I don't know if you guys have heard, he hired AI. Only he didn't get it from AI. It's a guy, I think he calls him Joe Dirt or something. You'll hear him doing Moto Minutes now. They're breaking him in. He's gay eye because Moto Man got him. It's the first ever uh, gay artificial intelligence. He's gay intelligence. Gay eye, his name's Joe Dirt, and he does the Moto Minutes. And Moto Man is like, I'm like, wow, I'm getting replaced with gay eye. That's crazy. I feel like gay eye came in and took my job. Is that what I feel like? Yeah, Moto Man brought him in. So if you don't like him, you can tell Moto Man. If you love him, you can be like, thank you, Moto, because now Stretch is gone. And I love the gay eye. Joe Dirt is amazing. You can do that. I don't know. Just saying. Just filling you guys in. Just letting you know the real deal. Letting you know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, Behind the scenes, speaking of that, it's a lot of Moto. We drop everybody from the podium on a Friday show, the 250 podium. So we'll have Hunter Lawrence somewhere in the... uh, Actually, in a couple of segments, we'll have uh, him coming up. But in the very next segment, we will have Justin Cooper from Star Racing Yamaha. And then we will have Joe Shimoda towards the uh, end of the show. And then we'll rerun the Justin Cooper interview. So it's four moto interviews today in the big old stretch Palooza show that you get on a Friday, 3 a.m. till noon Pacific. That is a hell of a lot of moto. It's also the same exact interviews. Not exact interviews. They're new interviews, but the same exact interview lineup that we did last week because it was the same exact podium with Hunter and Cooper and Shamara. So, gonna be cool. Talk to those guys and then after that, you know what I'm doing. I got an update on UFOs. So then after the UFOs, that's when we'll bring in Hunter Lawrence. Then after Hunter Lawrence, I'm gonna tell you, this is a real statement. Shark Week has jumped the shark. I know that seems impossible, but Shark Week has jumped the shark. It started off, it's never been all that good. It's always been amazingly promoted and hyped better than it is awesome. It's interesting. I like it. I've watched it before, some of it. But Shark Week has jumped the shark, and I will fill you in on that after we talk to Hunter. But before we talk to Hunter... 
We're going to crank it up, and we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Justin Cooper, the Star Racing Yamaha crew. So we'll talk to him, and then we'll get our UFO update on. I love the UFO update. Another good one, just filling you guys in, getting you guys ready for full disclosure. Or another big wet blanket toss that goes wah, wah, wah. We'll find out what it is. Stand by. This is the 4-9. I am the Stretch Ari. Big 4-9. It is the Stretch Show. And right now, we are going to get our bounce on. That's right. Uh, not going to play the stabby stabby game. No, but I'll tell you who's going to have to ride like a gangster. His name is Justin Cooper, the Star Racing Yamaha crew. Getting ever so closer in the points. And here's what's crazy. Uh, Hunter's got only a 13-point lead at this point, but the difference between all the way from second down to number five is like eight points separates all those guys. So you got a lot of guys that are in the hunt for this championship, and we've seen people have bad races and bad things happen. And today we saw Justin Cooper have another good day, getting back up on the box, number two overall. Justin, I saw you get the lead. I, I'm Granted, you got that because... Hunter went down in that second moto. He looked like he had it wrapped up. He was going to go 1-1 one, one on the day. And then Tadao, you got by him. So what was going on there when he went down? And did you know or did you think he was like right on your ass when you passed him and he got back up? Like walk us through that whole situation. Yeah, I, I just seen the yellow flags. I didn't know who was down or if it was Lapper or anything uh, like that. But once I got up closer, I seen him uh, on the side and yeah. uh, I figured he got up right behind me. So I was uh, pushing pretty hard the last lap and yeah. Uh, yeah, took a look back. I didn't know if he was right behind me or like okay. I had some room to... You know, take it easy. But uh, once I seen there was a little bit of a gap, I kind of toned it back, and um, yeah, it was uh, just had to stay close in that one and uh, hope for that mistake. And yeah, got your wish, but I'm—I mean, I'm thinking about, it and I know it's got to be in the back of your mind too. If you hadn't missed that race at High Point, you might have the red plate right now. Like you're in it, like right there, and you missed an entire two motos in the outdoor season here with that crash and the injuries you sustained there at High Point. I mean, is that in the back of your mind at all? Or are you just like, I'm just going to keep, you know, gunning and going for it? Like, where are you at on that situation knowing you missed a race and you're still right in this hunt? Yeah, it's, uh, um, I feel like we've all had our misfortunes this year. And, um, yeah, I yeah, uh, couldn't do much. Uh, There's no way I was going to race at High Point. <laughs> the way I was feeling, uh, I was just happy to be in, in good hands in the hospital. So. Okay. Um, luckily, it wasn't anything too serious, and we were able to get yeah. back racing. With the the weekend off, definitely helped yeah, me out a lot. Sure. And uh, yeah, we just got to keep pushing. Um, still got a lot of racing to go, and anything can happen. All right, let's talk about this track here at Millville. What do you think's the roughest part of this track? Because it's got every kind of terrain there is. It's a very versatile track in, in that instance. But what do you think's the hardest part for you out there uh, here at Millville? I would say the sand rollers were, were yeah, they were really yeah. tough today. Um, okay. Levi in front of me in the second moto had a big moment, and I was honestly it scared me how bad it was. So <laughs> uh, they were yeah, short and steep like Hunter said, and it yeah. was uh, I don't know, it was like you had to let off and re-engage the throttle in like a weird way to 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 stay on top of them. Yeah. It was uh, it was definitely challenging, and I could only imagine how the four of you guys you know were feeling out there in the second moto. I heard. Uh, Chase had a big one in the first lap, so uh, yeah. they were definitely tricky. I would say today the part of the 
trickiest part of the track for sure. All right. Uh, next week, going into Washugo, your teammate, Mr. Washugo, they call him Levi Kitchen. You just going to, like, attach to him and follow him through the first, you know, practice laps or so? Or what's going to be your strategy going into Washugo? Sounds like a good idea to me. I uh, mean, yeah. he definitely, his house is up on the hill there, so yeah. it doesn't come much closer than that. I, I'm pretty sure he rides from his house down nice. to the track. But, yeah, I enjoy it. It's, uh... It is hard to pass there. The start is crucial, and um, yeah, I've always seemed to do good there, probably because I'm a good starter, and I'm usually up front, so uh, hopefully we'll get out front there and uh, make our life a little bit easier. There you go. Star Racing Yamaha's Justin Cooper. Get out front, get back on the box, and we will talk to you next week right here on the Stretch Show. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you at Washougal. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, Phil Nicoletti of the Club MX team posted a photo of him in a tiny ice bath after Moto 1 at Spring Valley. Here's the problem. He's in this tiny ice bath the size of, like, a trash can, and there's another Club MX rider in there with him. That's right, two grown-ass men sharing an ice bath that small in their tidy whities It was a bizarre look. Needless to say, all kinds of big-name pros took shots at him on the social media post, but the best one, Jet Lawrence, who took the photo and said he is going to personally use his Jetson Donuts corporate card to buy Phil Nicoletti his own ice bath. That's kind of crazy and funny, too, on Jet's part. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show. Shout out to Justin Cooper. Right now, I'm going to give you a little UFO-type update. It's not really a UFO update, as it is all things going on, UAP, UFO, and congressional hearings. And this one is... I'm kind of excited now. I was waiting for another big nothing. We knew that the Congress was going to have the hearings, and they were going to do them next week. But that was all we knew. Well, they came forward now and they said, all right, the House Oversight Committee will hold their hearings on UFOs and UAPs, and they will be Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time next week. So that'll be 7 a.m. our time, the time that matters. And they are going big or going home. They're going to start with three dudes. Listen to the three dudes they have lined up for the first hearing. And this is confirmed today by uh, uh, Tim Burchett, a Republican out of Tennessee. The three eyewitnesses, all former military guys. Ryan Graves, he's the former Navy pilot. I believe he's the one of the Navy pilots from the Tic Tac video. He's now the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. Then... He's got David Fravor, a former commanding officer of the Black Aces Squadron with the U.S. Navy. Another dude that was piloting one of the U.S. naval aircrafts that encountered what he believed, and according to him, I just saw an interview with him today where he thought it was a freaking alien technology, he said. Um, and then David Grush, the former National Reconnaissance Officer who just left the Pentagon's United Anomalous Phenomenon Task Force with the Department of Defense. That is a heavy 
hitter lineup. There is go big or go home on this one. And they say this year's hearing is going to be different from last year's where everyone who testified claimed the information sought was classified. They say the three whistleblowers sharing their experiences are going to be different and the American public will finally receive a resemblance of an answer because they talk about when they say, sorry, I can't answer that, that's classified. It's a bunch of crap and it's a huge cop-out. These guys have come forward and they're going to make them talk about it and they are going to get to the bottom of it, apparently. And there will be answers. But I have a feeling if they give them answers that are classified type answers, they're not going to let us know. They're not. Uh, Politicians go on to say this is ridiculous. Either aliens exist or they don't exist. They say this same task force, the uh, anomaly task force that Grush comes from, are the same mofos saying, no, they don't exist. We have no evidence whatsoever of extraterrestrial anything, intelligence, technology, or anything. In fact, today, and I thought it was weird, this guy doubled down. Uh, Fitzpatrick, the guy that runs that that task force that Grush basically defected from and became a whistleblower, that dude doubled down again today and said, we have nothing. I've seen no evidence of any type of alien technology or off-world intelligence. So he's sticking to his guns. So whoever the higher powers are that be that are really the people running the country, not named Joe Dumbass, those people are putting the screws to Fitzpatrick and he's sticking to his guns. We got nothing of this. I don't know why these guys have come forward. So it's going to be crazy. I'm very excited about this. And that hearing will be next Wednesday. Uh, In other UFO news, if you were in Los Angeles looking up into the sky just about anywhere, about 9 p.m. on Wednesday, you saw what looked like a UFO. In fact, a friend of mine sent me a video of it. And I was like, that's crazy. But I, I never thought UFO, yes, unidentified. Like, I didn't know what it was. But I didn't think it was an alien spaceship because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it was going up or down. You couldn't really tell. And it looked like something burning up, re-entering our atmosphere. And Moto and I were talking about it and what it could have been made out of. And then later on, we learned it was SpaceX. They did a launch. So if you saw what could have been a UFO on Wednesday night at nine, around nine o'clock, that was SpaceX blasting something off from uh, the military base right up north of Malibu. So there you go. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Let's get the moto going again after this. The Man Urge. Report. Right, what do you do if you win the lottery? You probably go on a big, badass, really expensive vacation. And that's exactly what Kevin Costner's ex-wife just did. After she got awarded $130,000 a month in child support, she rounded up the kiddos and headed off to Hawaii. No idea how many manservants she brought with her, because remember, that was her thing. Her kids are used to that. She doesn't really have to deal with those little monsters. That chick got the score of a lifetime. Jacksonville Jaguars are being all braggadocious that they have hired the first openly gay football coach. Now, it's kind of a not real story because the guy's not like a coach. He doesn't have anything to do with calling plays. He's an associate strength coach, and he hasn't come out as gay until now. He's been there for a little while, and they didn't know he was gay. But now they're going to brag about it that he's come out as gay. And all the players are saying, damn, no wonder he liked to spot me so much when I was doing squats. This is fun. Apparently in Sweden they had some protests and people burned the Quran. 
Well, in Iraq, they found out that they burned the Quran, and they said, this is BS. The Quran is all about peace and love. So they stormed the Swedish embassy and burned it to the ground and threw all the Swedes out of Iraq. That'll show you about peace and love. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49 is the Stretch Show here on a Friday. Happy Friday. Don't forget, Last Chance Radio coming up today. <laughs> Playing Rock Lobster. I hate this song with a passion. But you know what's weird? I was looking for... I didn't have a shark song, and I didn't feel like playing the Jaws theme. I'm going to go into Shark Story. I'm like, I know. I'll play Rock Lobster just to annoy people. And this is the first song. This song came out when I was a very, very young kid, like a elementary school, junior high school. And I remember as a kid, I had a Queen uh, album. The, remember the uh, album with uh, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions? And you're just like album was great. I had no idea Freddie Mercury was gay. Didn't care. Loved Queen. It was awesome. Elton John. I had an Elton John album at the same time. I had no idea Elton John was gay. Elton John wasn't out of the closet then, but no idea. But as that same young child, this song came on the radio, and I go, oh my god, that's the gayest person I've ever heard in my life. I got me a Chrysler. It's as big as the whale. I was like, that guy's a flaming homosexual on that song. And this was maybe the biggest song for an entire year. It played on the radio ad nauseum. K-Rock played it to where you wanted to vomit. It was on so much. And then pop stations picked it up. And it was every... Oh, God. Hated this song. Right now, let's get into Shark Week. Enough talking about homosexual music and the homosexual gay eye that Moto Man has hired to replace Stretch. I'm very offended. Anyway get into this here's what i got i got shark week has seriously jumped the shark they saw all of the crazy insanity around cocaine bear because cocaine bear based on a real story so they're like what if we did cocaine shark oh that sounds awesome and they're like think about it and now i'm i'm intrigued cocaine shark I'm down. You got me. And you got every other sucker in the world. But what happened is, there's no real story behind this. There's nothing. They're hypothesizing, and then they don't have bales of cocaine. Their theory is, you're in Florida, where all the shark attacks happen, and sharks are acting crazy. Remember, that is the capital of shark attacks in the world right now, is Florida. And... They say, well, you've got a lot of drug runners there. Very true. A lot of drugs come into the country through Florida because there's all those beaches. And then people will have bales of cocaine and they'll throw them over and they'll find them washed up on the beaches. Now, they don't find them washed up on the beaches with shark bites out of them. That's the problem. That would be news. People would be like, hey. So they're like, what if a shark got into cocaine? Oh, my God. I got me some cocaine. I'm as high as a kite and I'm about to set sail. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. So, here's what they do. They set it up to say it could happen, and then they make fake cocaine bales and throw them over into the water, and they say these sharks zoom in on them and start biting them. Now, why we've never found cocaine bales when they get a lot of cocaine bales out of the water around Florida, why we've never found them with shark bites on them, probably because sharks don't want to eat cocaine, and they don't even know what it would do. Because, by the way, 
It's going to get wet and they can't snort it. And if you eat it, they're just going to get a numb mouth. You get a bunch of sharks running around touching their teeth going, bro, I can't feel my teeth. What the hell? What is this crap? I'm not ever eating that again. Yeah, so they did a bunch of experiments to basically look like sharks were circling around cocaine in the water. And to me, Shark Week has now jumped the freaking shark. They say the the then they got a thing of concentrated fish powder, which they say given to sharks is like cocaine, and they saw how they react and they get crazy and they're like, this is how they might react if they got into cocaine. Well, give them some damn blow. Let's do some bumps with a great white and call it a day. Don't sit here and tease us. Shark Week, cocaine shark, you freaking prick teasing mofos. That's what you are. There's no sharks doing blow. That's only bears. Bears are cooler than sharks. You got a better chance of surviving a bear attack, too. And you can shoot a bear. It's hard to fight a shark in the water, and they sneak up on you. Yeah. F you, Shark Week. You can suck my balls. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. The greatest post I have seen this summer was done yesterday by the king himself, Eli Tomac, and he is in the gym doing some exercises where he's standing on a balance ball, no boot on, no brace, no nothing. He's working out, and on top of the post, it simply said, Achilles update. You know what that means? That means the king's coming back. That means Eli Tomac is getting ready to ride again, bitches. Eli Tomac is coming for the Super Motocross at the end of the Pro Motocross season. Everyone's on notice. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It's a stretch show on a Friday. Don't forget Last Chance Radio today at 3. Moto Man up in your mouth, in your ear maybe. Oh man. Uh, coming up in the next segment, I'm going to do a thing about sex in outer space. How it's coming sooner than you think. We'll get into that. But I, there's so much moto going on. I wanted to talk about it. So many storylines in moto. I got four moto minutes today, and I know uh, Joe Dirt's got a couple. And the biggest news in the ones I did that I was effing ecstatic on is finally yesterday a social media post by the King Eli Tomac. And in that post, it said Achilles update, and it was Eli in a gym standing on like you know the half ball that's like a balance ball you stand on it standing on it basically and it's kind of like a core exercise but if you're coming off of a massive knee or ankle surgery or achilles surgery you're basically strengthening that that tendon that injury and that's exactly what he's doing and he's standing on that ball and he's working and it's eli and it is good to see that guy up and around and looking good. I told you last week, I kind of spied on him and I found a post from a family member and they had Eli at a thing walking around. He had no boot on, so that was good news. And he's got no boot on or wrap or anything and he's just up on that ball working. And that's his Achilles update. I say he's putting everybody on blast. Uh, this weekend, we got a lot of two smokers coming out to Washougal. There's a, and, and I still am not sure, is it the highest finishing two stroke in the, the 450 main event that gets the 20 grand or is it a separate race I, i'm not i am not gonna even be today for like i don't know exactly to be honest with you 
Uh, so I know that's going on, but I know Carson Brown's going to be out there. And I'll tell you right now, that dude's tough as F to beat. Carson Brown put on a clinic at the uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm section this year. Just put on a clinic. That dude's really, really good. I'm trying to egg on Cooper Webb, by the way, who's now buying side-by-sides and just looking like an old retired guy. I right, screw you, Coop. You need to get that two-smoker you had at Red Bull Straight Rhythm. And you need to get the hell back out there and race this weekend as a privateer, and Moto Man will be your pit crew. And we'll send Kyle. And Kyle will get beers for you, and Moto Man will wrench on your bike, and Jason will hold your pit board. It'll be great. What could go wrong? I'm down with that, Coop. We're going to make that happen. And then maybe the biggest story of the race tomorrow is Kenny Roxon back, and Kenny is the only guy that's really pushed uh, Jet this year. And... Chase has pushed him at moments, but now you're going to have Kenny pushing Chase and Jet. So that's going to be a fun little trio right there. Chase Sexton, Ken Roxon, and freaking Jet Lawrence. I'm down with that. That's some damn good racing this weekend. It is. It's going to be fun at Washougal, and it's a West Coast race with the late start. I mean, you can't ask for more on a Saturday. Sit in the AC, watch some racing, listen to the Big 49 and the Knuckleheads. Good, 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 good stuff. And then the Phil Nicoletti, uh, Phil Nicoletti story is another Moto Minute that I got today, and that is weird, weird, weird. It was Phil Nicoletti in an ice bath after the first Moto at uh, Millville, but he's in a tiny little ice bath with another Club MX rider. It's like they're in their underwear together, sharing a bathtub, but they're grown-ass men. It's not like they're they're five years old. I'm like, this is not right. And Jet Lawrence is like, this is not right. I'm going to use my own corporate credit card and I'm going to buy Phil his own ice bath. The hell? What is happening? I don't know. But anyway, a lot of moto stories out there. It's going to be fun. Kawasaki back to full strength. Just about five guys racing this weekend. Carson Mumford making his uh, season debut. Last week was Austin Forkner's season debut. We got Al Ombre there still, uh, Adam C looking solid. And uh, dude, it's just been a really good, and Shimoda's looking really solid right now too. I'm gonna talk to Joe Shimoda coming up here in a moment. Matter of fact, we might talk to Joe Shimoda next, that's what I'll do. I think that's what I'm doing. I get lost, this Friday, I got no Fs to give. I'm retiring, I'm senile, nothing matters. Yeah, so I'll do whatever I do next. That's how it roll. It's the big four nine. Big, big, big. The big forty nine. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Okay, Cooper Webb might be my BFF, but he's starting to piss me off. He's posting stuff on social media now where he's got this sweet new Can Am side by side, and he says, Check out my new ride. Well, guess what? A side by side is not a dirt bike. And we all know that Coop still has that two smoker KTM in his garage from the Red Bull Straight Rhythm this year, and he should take it to Washougal, and we should see him rip as a privateer. Now, Coop, I know you're listening because you're my BFF. I'll give you the entire staff of the Big 49 for your pit crew if you take that bike and you head to Washington this weekend. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show, and right now we are talking to Mr. Joe Shimoda straight out of Japan. He is the dude on that Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Moved into a tie this week 
for third place in the championship points, and that's after missing some of the early rounds. So congratulations, Joe. You're really getting dialed in, and you are rolling out there. Walk us through your day today. How do you feel about your riding? Are you happy with your riding? Are you happy with the bike? Like, what's going on in Joe Shimoda world? Um, I feel, honestly, I'm feeling happy on the starts more than the riding. Okay. Um, but yeah, riding is getting better um, throughout the week. Um, I feel like I um, have my bike pretty, pretty, getting pretty dialed in. So yeah. more focused on the, the volume during the week. Um, I think that's going to help me a lot on the next few races. And, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. All right. And tonight, today, man, you had, it looked like you were going to get your second moto win of the season, but you had an epic battle with Hunter. He got by you. Is there anything on this track here at Millville that you don't like or anything that surprised you today on the Millville track? Funny story, this morning, actually, I went off the track right, right. by uh, Hunter, and me and him were laughing because <laughs> it, it was quite sketchy. I don't know how I saved it, but I feel like I'm live. Yeah, very live because you're yeah, back at number three in the points, so you are kicking ass, Joe Shimoda, and a nice save and a really great battle with Hunter. That was really fun to watch. Uh, next week we are moving into Washougal. Do you have any, uh, you know, preference on Washougal? Do you like it better, worse? One of your favorite tracks? Like, where's your head at when we head into Washington next week? Um, I I just treat the race same way, so okay. it doesn't really matter where. Just kind of focus on myself. Right. Um, uh, just, I just all I need is good starts right now yep. alright so that's all we care about is the starts and getting on the box and you're being quite effective at that recently especially the last couple rounds hopefully the streak continues uh, best of luck to you Joe we will catch up with you again after the race at Washougal get back up on that box and get over here and talk to the 49 that's how it's going to work I am Stretch this is the big 49 your home of Moto Rock Extreme Big, 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 the Big 49 Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. And finally, Pro Circuit Kawasaki almost back to full power. This is the biggest roster they will host this entire weekend with five dudes racing at Washougal. Carson Mumford is coming back this weekend, going to make his season debut. Last weekend, they got Austin Fortner back. Joe Shimoda's been back for a bit and has been getting on the box the last two rounds. And on the 450s, you got El Hombre, Jason Anderson back, and Adam C., who's still healthy and been improving every freaking round, looking really good. So congrats to Mitch Payton and the crew. It's great to see your guys all getting healthy and back on the track. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's a Stretch show. <sighs> All right, before I get into sex and space, I want to get to sex here on Earth. I want to tell you about a commercial I just saw. It was for the L.A. Lakers, and they made a series about the Showtime Lakers, and they're going to make Magic out to be this big pimp who was banging all these girls and got AIDS. Come on. I'm I, I, a huge Laker fan. I love Magic Johnson. Magic was playing with some nuts. Magic was playing with some of these nuts is how he got the AIDS. Let's be honest. Who was he hanging out with then? Eddie Murphy. Suspicious as all hell. Eddie Murphy. He was buddies with Eddie Murphy, Michael Jackson, uh, and then they all ran around with Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill was not even a download dude. That was just, just like a flaming little gay guy that was in New Edition. That was the crew, and they rolled out everywhere. 
There was some there was some uh, things going on there. I don't think Magic got. Uh, I, I, I no one's ever told me. And this is speculation that I don't think Magic got it from a chick. If he got it, if he got the the AIDS through sex, I'm just saying. Uh, in my personal opinion, there's no factual on that. But it just seems like you roll with that crew at that time. Everyone in that crew was suspect at best. And then you got that big gay kid, and that's genetic in my eyes. I just say it. I'll be smirching the magic. Don't sue me. It's my opinion. It's, it's, it's allegedly. Well, your kid, it's a, not allegedly your kid. Magic's kid is uh, on fire and, you know, is what it is. Family's got gay kids, but typically there's, when there's a gay kid, you end up, oh yeah, you got a gay uncle, I got a gay cousin, I got gay, it's all throughout the family. I don't know, just say. Anyway, that was my rant there. Now let's get into sex on uh, outer space. Got a story here, they're saying sex is going to take place in outer space in the next 10 years as we head into space tourism and NASA categorically insist no one has ever had sex on a NASA mission so far. So none of the astronauts were having gay sex uh, in any of the Apollos. They they weren't going for butt sex or anything crazy. They weren't giving each other handies or any of that stuff. None of the male-female people that were aboard all those space shuttle flights ever had sex. They say no one's ever done it in space. It's It's the 62 mile uh, mile high club is going to get its first people here very soon, and they think it's going to happen during space tourism. And someone, it's going to be like the idiots that went down in the freaking beer can to see the Titanic and all died. It's going to be some rich ass, rich, rich that's going to go up there, pay a bunch of money, and bang their girlfriend. However, in this article, they go into the really, really, really challenging ways it, how hard it is to have sex in space. And plus the fact there's not really any friction up there. You got no gravity. Gravity, no friction. Means they say also dudes may not be able to get boners very well in space because there's no gravity to pull the blood down to the organ when it's being stimulated. They say instead when people are in outer space, their faces and heads get all puffy because the blood just goes up there. So I don't know if they can get it down to your penis. And then whenever you thrust your hips, your partner shoots across the room. So you're trying to bang your partner, you're trying to hold on to him. Every time you thrust, you're driving them away. Literally, driving them away. And if you got a bed up there, you bang them, you give them a good thrust, you're going to snap their neck because they're going to slam into the headboard. So it's not going to be easy to have sex, they say, but it's, you know, people, that's what they do is have sex everywhere. There's a will, there's a way. But get ready for space tourism sex. Wonder who's going to be the first person to get AIDS in space. Moto Man, are you going to space? <laughs> All right, let's get uh, on to a interview with Justin Cooper, and then I'm going to pack it up and get out of here with my old Henri ass and my personal views and opinions, which mean absolutely nothing. No one ever told me any of that stuff. I'm hypothesizing about magic. It's the big 49. Time for the fat man to go home. It is Friday. I'm ecstatic. I'm going to have the weekend off. I'm going to sit around and not work. It's the best not working. Having actual time off to rest and recuperate. That's what I'm going to be doing very, very soon when I retire. 
When I take my washed up ass, I'm gonna get a Can-Am side-by-side and go race Cooper Webb. I got you, Coop. I'll race you. You better sign a contract soon and get back on the track like, I don't know, this weekend at Washougal. How about it, Coop? Yeah. Today at 3 o'clock right here on the Big 4-9, we got Last Chance Radio. Moto Man gonna be here being angry, sweating. It's fun to listen to Moto Man. And then... On Saturday, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle doing the Moto Show. In the heat, balls ass hot in that studio. Let me tell you something. I don't know what it is about the valley, man, but the, it's like you can crank the AC to 30 below, and it's you're still going to be sweating because you're, you're going to know it's 200 when you open the door or you get near the window. You look out the window. Moto Man's a ginger. He'll get near a window and just catch on fire. They're like vampires. Ginger's like vampires. They get in their window, just poosh! Triple digits? Yeah, you're done. Pow! Up in smoke. Don't do that, Moto. Big 49 needs you. All right, I'm going to pack it up and get out of here. I've done enough damage for one day. I'm going to continue my uh, tour of self-destruction next week on Monday. It's going to be weird. Next week, we're going to have Moto, and then I might be able to milk the Moto interviews for two weeks, but then we're going to have a week of no Moto. We'll see what happens. Oh, man. I'm melting. My, my balls are sweaty right now. I got to go. I got to go dip them into a nice cold bath. Maybe I can get in there with Phil Nicoletti and some other Club MX riders. Lord, what is happening? All right. I'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Don't forget Last Chance Radio today and the Moto Show tomorrow at noon. I'll see you on Monday. Till then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.